beautiful people. Welcome, Pioneer. We are in season two through the eyes of mothers, and we are <laughs> we are almost done with the season. And it's kind of crazy to, to just think that we have had the chance to just listen to all these different women of all different walks of life, all different journeys of motherhood that have just just been vulnerable enough to let us hear what's on the inside. So today we have on here Katie Rifkin. Hello. <laughs> So, Katie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, my name's Katie, like you said, and I um, am a stay-at-home mom slash we own our own business. So, I um, sort of stay at home. I stay on most days. I spend some evenings uh, working on our business, but um, I've got three kiddos. My oldest is four. My middle is um two she'll be three in may and then my youngest is just three months old so i'm hoping she is asleep upstairs <laughs> happy <laughs> so. yes. all righty so first question what is motherhood <laughs> well when i was reading through your questions my first thought was work <laughs> mm -hmm. it's work um you know when i describe what i do as a stay-at-home mom i'm like it's work but um, I think motherhood is such an amazing gift and such yeah. a cool way that, um, well, that God like uses women to raise up people and yeah. uh, people to build his church. And, um, I just think motherhood is such a gift, um, but it is work. <laughs> Those are my two, my two words for it. What are some generalizations about motherhood that need to be shut down? Um, I think the biggest one that I that came into my mind um, was that moms are superheroes. You know, you see all the thing that's like like super mom, like oh, we've just like got this, like you're crushing it, um, and like that. Not that it's not true. Not that we aren't amazing because we are. Like it's amazing that we've created people and that we're raising them up. But like, I think that people saying, you know, Oh, all moms are like heroes. It's so amazing. You know, is like a cop out and a way to yeah. not like throw out a lifeline and offer help mm -hmm. and offer to like do something about yeah. someone's situation. Um, so that's the, the first one. And then the other one that always kind of, grinds my gears when I see it on like social media or anything like that is um like the like self-care or like wine time yeah. and not that, like self-care is bad and not that like you can't have a glass of wine but like that shouldn't be what's sustaining you through motherhood and that shouldn't be what yeah. what new moms are seeing all the time you know so those are my two that I'm kind of like kind of kind of get me going so is motherhood challenging and why? <laughs> well, I already said it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it is work. And I think, um, you know, when you first, why is it challenging? So yes, it's challenging. Why? Um, when you first have a baby, especially for me, you know, I was like, oh man, this like little person is so cool and he's so cute and he just like is my whole world. And then um, all of a sudden I have a four-year-old who asks me questions and, you know, really challenges yeah. me and really challenges me to think of like how he sees the world. And, mm. and um, you know, I have a, like a really good example of just like a challenge in motherhood that I can yeah. think of that this came to my mind when I was reading through the questions of, like why is it hard um i uh so the other day <laughs> we were working on a kitchen project we were redoing <laughs> our kitchen counters and painting our backsplash and so i was painting the backsplash and i had one of my kiddos with me well two of them but the baby doesn't count because she was asleep um but my three-year-old or my two-year-old just kept saying she's like mom she was playing a game she's like mom come and eat come and eat she made pretend food with play-doh she's like come and eat come and eat and i was like I, I have to finish this like one thing that I'm working yeah. on. So like, let me finish this one thing. 
And I realized like in that moment of like how she was asking me and saying like, it's dinner time, come to the table. Like it was exactly how I've told my kids to come to the table a hundred million times. And they're in the middle of their, whatever they're doing, their Legos or their, you know, their, their game, they're imagining something that like, I'm, I'm doing that to them. I'm like trying to pull them away from. And um, it was like, oh my gosh, this is hard. Cause now I'm like, I have to reframe even calling my kids to the table for dinner, you know, and like just challenge myself to really speak to them and, and understand their point of view more than I already try to. So yes, it's hard. (laughs) It's really hard because these are people, they're not just like cute people who look like us, like they're people and they're going to be adults one day. So is your mother in your life and how has that affected your motherhood? Yeah. So my mom is in my life. Um, she lives about an hour from me and, um, it has affected me. I think mostly for the positive, I think it's amazing how when we grow up sometimes and we become sort of like this peer with our parents, like it's like all of a sudden you're not like, she's still my mom, but like, I'm also a mom. So it's thing where you just really, um, take in a lot of like the maybe not um, like high function that you grew up with when you're a kid you just assume that oh like this is just the way it is and everything's great yeah. actually I'm not going to duplicate that or replicate that in my mothering and so yeah. um, she is the sweetest most loving lady that I have learned so much from and I joke with her all the time, like about the big things. I'm like, turns out you're right about it. <laughs> 16. And I thought you were ridiculous. You were right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. She, um, she is just like, just cares for people so well. Yeah. I hope to embody that in my mothering as well. Was being a mom your plan or was it God's? Uh, yes. To both. Um, <laughs> So I wasn't the person, you know, who grew up and was like, I just want to be a wife and mom. Like that was, I wasn't like, that's my end all. And I know people who are like that. And I love that for them. That was never. And so when I met my husband, I was um, youth pastoring and kids pastoring full time on a volunteer basis and then working a full time job. So I was like going and I wasn't um, like, oh, I could marry this guy and like have babies with him. But it was like once we like got to know each other and really, you know, um, started talking seriously about like what the future. I was like, oh, like. I want to have kids with this person. Yeah. Like I, but yeah, so it was, it was, yes, it was something that I could foresee eventually um, until God really brought it in front of me and made it his plan. So yeah, yeah it was a collective was, journey. Was pregnancy hard for you? Um, so my first two pregnancies were not hard. Um, yeah. They were, very easy. I was like super, my emotions were great. I never had morning sickness. I was never uncomfortable. Yeah. I was like, um, the, the pregnant lady that all other pregnant ladies hated. Cause I was just like, <laughs> yay, everything's great. We're making a baby. Like I was that lady. And then I realized in my third pregnancy, why other pregnant ladies hated me. Um, because I had the morning sickness. I was uncomfortable from you know, 14 weeks on my hips and my back and my tailbone. It was like the whole thing. Um, And so it was a pregnancy is so amazing. It was very hard the third time. The first two times I was very blessed. (laughs) The the third time was rough. How did pregnancy change your body temporarily? Um, Temporarily? (laughs) Well, I mean, it it does a whole lot to your body. I think right now, you know, three kids in four years, I, um, I sort of feel like I don't really recognize my body. I only had a baby three months ago. Um, 
but it's like after my first two, I was like, you know, this, this is pretty much how I was before. You know, I felt like yeah. pretty much the same um, this time. You know, I don't know how people have more than three kids because I'm like, I, I'm good. This, this is good. <laughs> I feel great about three. Here we are, you know. Um, yeah. But I just think like physically, like when I put something on or look at myself and it's not like yeah. I don't I don't like the way I look it's just like yeah. it's like it's like a dysmorphia of like is that what I look like and not like in a bad way yeah. I'm not like annoyed by the way I look it's just like so different than mm. who I looked like in my head <laughs> yeah. sense. um so yeah I think that pregnancy in general has made me a lot stronger in some ways and a lot weaker in other ways, <laughs> like physically different yeah. muscles, stronger, different muscles, weaker and different. <laughs> so, yeah. How does it change your body permanently? Well, permanently, um, I mean, carrying three babies in four years had does some things, but um, <laughs> I think, you know, like in general, it has made me so much more aware of like how I like physically carry my body, like, yeah. like my center of balance, because when you're, um, it's like, you realize all of a sudden you're like, wow, I could tip over at any moment, yeah. unstable. Um, and so I've just really been, uh, aware of like my lack of core strength after this. Yeah. Um, I did have some, like separation of my um, abdominal muscles after this, oh, this baby, which is pretty common. I didn't have it with my first two, but um, it, it makes it feel like you just like when you go to like, you know, sit up or stand yeah. up, there's just no, like no muscle tone. So I've been working on that. Um, and it's not like I, I, I can like see it. It's not something I can see yeah. on my body. It's something I can feel. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, um, but yeah, I don't think that will be a permanent change. I know there are things you can do that I've been doing to try to, you know, yeah, sure that up. But yeah, it's a whole process. Have you ever miscarried or had a stillborn? And how did you get through that? I have not. I've had some close friends who have dealt with that, but okay. we personally have not. Yeah. Mm. Thank God. Yeah, we are very grateful. It is one of the hardest things I think anybody could yeah. ever, ever have to walk through. What do you wish you were told about pregnancy beforehand? <laughs> um, that it can be so different between kids. Mm. Um, I thought after my first really easy pregnancy, I was like home free. Yeah. Uh, and as it turns out, it wasn't <laughs> so that they yeah. can be so, so, so different. And what do you wish you were told about motherhood beforehand? <laughs> the same thing. Ironically, <laughs> I was thinking about this is, um, I think it's really easy to think, you know, like with my first baby, I was like, Oh, he's just like such an easy kid. He's so easygoing. Yeah. And then I had my second and she's like actually a hurricane from the day she was born. <laughs> she, is a hurricane and she's just intense and very tenacious and determined. She gets it from her mama, but like, it's so different than my son. Yeah. Um, and just that you're like, you are going to have to mother each kid differently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and that they are their own person. And like, obviously I know they're their own person, but it's not black and white. It's not yeah. what works for, works for my daughter or what worked for him. At, um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it can be very different. <laughs> do you have a good slash close relationship with your kids? I do. Yeah. I mean, they're four, two and three months. So they're still very, very much relying on yeah. me for their day-to-day -day needs. Um, but I, yeah. I, I do. And we, we really work hard to f like foster like connection with our kids. So yeah. really important. What do your kids do that soften your heart? Um, <laughs> honestly, anytime that my kids um, retain something about the gospel or about Jesus or about the way yeah. that he loves them. And then they 
retain it and repeat it back to me or tell it to each other. Like if I hear my son telling my daughter, vice versa, um, it just melts my soul. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Just like yes, they're getting it. So, what are you trying to instill in your son? Yes. So, my son is the sweetest, most like tender-hearted kid um, that I know. He's mm -hmm. such a sweet guy. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm holding a baby now, so hopefully your voices don't pick up too loud. But um, uh, the thing that comes to mind when I just think of like, what do I tell him all the time? And one yeah. of the main, one of the main things right now, and this is kind of to do with his age, but um, his job with his sisters is to yeah. love, respect and protect them. Yeah. And um, so we say it all the time, you know, like, what's your job? Like, what's your job with Hadley? What's your job with Finn? And he knows it. And um, I hope that, you know, as he's older, he understands, yeah. I just hope when he's older, he understands the importance of that, um, you know, not just treating women this way, but specifically mm -hmm. like that yeah. you are to love, respect and protect the women in your life. Yeah. And, um, that it's it's so important and that his role towards his sisters now and, you know, future relationships is like really important. Yeah. Um, so, yeah that would be the main thing that comes to mind for him. What are you trying to instill in your daughters? Um, in my girls, I, I think that, um, honestly, it's harder for me, um, to parent so far girls yeah. and it could just be my daughter's personality. Yeah. Um, cause my other daughter is so small, but yeah. the main, um, the main thing for her is, because she has such a big personality, yeah. I am constantly trying to encourage her that she's never too much. Mm -hmm. um, and that, she, like, God made her exactly how she is. So her loudness and her silliness, like, it's not too much. Yeah. She is not taking up too much space or being too, mm -hmm. like, loud or direct. <laughs> yeah. um, and so just really trying to figure out how to parent her through that and um, just make sure she knows that she is just the right amount of who she is yeah. Mm -hmm. um yeah what are some unspoken promises principles characteristics etc that you pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block because there are drinks then there are drinks from mcdonald's Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Want them to grasp just by watching you. Um, <clears throat> this is a great question. And I think that this has a lot to do with like our family values. Um, so before my husband and I had kids, we... Uh, just prayed about and wrote out some family values. And so those are the, the main ones um, that we want to want them to just like soak in from being raised in our house. And um, the first one is we trust the Lord. And so we really just want them to see like, even when times are weird or things are confusing or they don't know the answer, like, but like we trust the Lord. So even when it doesn't make sense, we trust the Lord. Um, and we honor, like honor is a big deal. Yeah. So we treat other people as they're uncommon. You know, that's what honor means. And so we want them to see that whether that is, um, you know, financially, like being generous to somebody to like make space for them to like come and have a meal. Like we just, we make space for people to be who God is making them to be. And we want them to see that by like the people we have around us and um, mm. just the way that we love people, um, which is the next one is we love big. Um, yeah. we, we just like without any kind of um, any kind of like bias, like we love big because that's how we're how we're loved. 
Yeah. Mm. And then uh, the next one is um, that we don't hold back. So what that means to us is like our yes is our yes and our no is our no. So we don't, you know, hold back our, our best, you know, we, we give it all, we leave it all on the line. We, we, you know, take care of each other and we, we commit to things and we just, we don't hold back. We are trying to live how God has called us to live. And that doesn't mean don't, you know, set healthy boundaries, but yeah, if, if God is asking us to do it, like we don't hold back and we, we do it. And yeah. so, um, and the last one is just that we do hard things. And so yeah. we want our kids to see those things without yeah. us ever telling them. Yeah. And granted, we have those things written on a wall in our house. Yeah. Like it's yeah. there for us to see. And it's a good reminder as parents, but we want them to know those things without ever us telling them. That's so um, good. Just like our DNA. <laughs> so, yeah. mm. How do you incorporate your walk with Christ into your parenting? Um, this is, I love this question and I just, it cracks me up because I have, I have a really good friend and we talk about it all the time. I'm like, I don't know how people parent or are married or I mean, exist without Jesus and an anchor for your soul. Um, so how I incorporate it is like, it, it is, you know, it's my center. Like I cannot, I cannot not you know tell my kids about Jesus and like praying out loud with them and um I think that like there's there I just don't know how people do it (laughs) without Jesus Mm -hmm. so I think my like answer to that is how do people not yeah um and like for me personally that kind of looks like you know we we like I really try to teach my kids how to pray. Um, And like, if they're like, Oh, you know, they hurt their knee. You know, the first thing I say to them is you're healed in Jesus name. And Mm. then I'll kiss it. And then, you know, if it's, they're like, Oh, it's still hurting. It's still hurting. I'm like, let's pray for it. Like, you know, and so I'll teach them like, Lord, please help my knee or like have, you know, my son pray for my daughter, like whatever it is, like they're hurt. Um, So it's just like, it's, it's just such a rhythm of like really trying to like think about the things I never heard growing up. And like, Mm -hmm. I didn't hear till I was, I was in church until I was saved until I was, you know, 12, 14, 16. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you can just pray for people to be healed. And then like, God does that. I'm like, I don't want my kids to be 14 before they learn that. I want them to know that now. Like it's a big deal. And like, think of, I, I don't know. I just think, like there's so much power in like the child, like understanding of yeah. being able to pray for something and God showing up. So. Yeah. How do you balance work, spouse, ministry, kids, and your own personal walk with God? <laughs> Again, kind of a funny question. I not like, it's not a funny question, but I kind of think that balance is like a myth. Um, I think that like, it's like this, kind of buzzword that's like I'm just trying to find balance and it's like well I just don't think that it exists honestly um I think that if you are doing the things that you need to be doing so for me I wake up at a ridiculous hour of the morning because my children Mm -hmm. are early risers so I (laughs) have an alarm every day for 4 a.m I get up at 4 a.m I get ready for my day, like get dressed so that by the time my kids wake up at six, I have spent my time with Jesus. I have, I've done it so that I am ready to show up for them no matter like how tired I am or how Monday I feel. Um, And so for me, it's like, if that ever gets out of balance, so like, you know, we just had a baby. So three months ago, that was a little out of balance. I guess, you know, if you want to use the word balance, like that wasn't happening consistently. And it's like, that's to me what causes like the burnout, the like Mm -hmm. feeling like everything is off kilter because it's like, I'm not choosing, I'm not choosing to do that first. I'm choosing to take that time for me and for the Lord to like, you know, show up and speak to me and 
like minister to my heart before I have three people who yeah. are people who want to know how to be yeah. people. Um, and mm -hmm. so I, I think that like balance is a myth, but doing the things that you know are going to feed that. So, you know, my husband and I, we have a standing Friday date night. Like yeah. every single Friday we go on date night. And if he's out of town or something comes up on a Friday or like we know something's coming up, we do it on Thursday or Saturday. Like every week we don't make excuses for being like, oh, there wasn't time. Um, because you don't make time, you take time. So you take time away from things like to give it to something else. And we take time for our marriage. I take time for Jesus in the morning, you know, and for me, it, it, I'm taking that time away from sleep. Um, yeah. In the morning, I'm taking that time away from like an extra couple hours <laughs> that I could have yeah. slept, um, you know, and for like work life, it's usually in the evenings for me. And it's, it's taking time away from things like, you know, scrolling on my phone or yeah. like reading something that, you know, yeah. I want to be reading, but I have to take the time away from that to give it to something that is, you know, um, filling our family financially mm -hmm. and um helps us build the kingdom financially so um yeah balance is a myth but you have to take the time to do mm -hmm. the things that that keep you you know in the vine and yeah. keep you in the place you're supposed to be yeah what challenges do you have as the woman of the house and how do you overcome them <laughs> um i think you know, so my, my personality, I am, I don't know if you know anything about the Enneagram or any of your listeners do, but, um, I'm an Enneagram one and I'm about yeah. as one as can be, which is a very like organized, um, yeah. like type a yeah. to generalize the Enneagram. Yeah. Um, and that is about as true to me as can be and having kids as it turns out, um, they don't care about that. They don't <laughs> care that I like things organized or a certain way. And so um, I think like just choosing to accept the fact that like my house is going to look lived in. Like yeah. <laughs> there are little people who live here and they make messes and they spill things and they make a lot of laundry and just accepting that like that's okay. Yeah, um, And I think that that for me is like the way that I've had to like cope with the mm -hmm. pressures of it um, because, you know, being a full-time stay-at-home mom, it, yeah. it's all of it. It's the laundry and yeah. the dishes and the meals and the toys, yeah. you know, it's all of it. It's all of it compounded. So being the type of person that I am, you know, I have like this super uh great system i love it it's like certain days of the week i do certain tasks in my house yeah. um every day i do a load of laundry that's just the way it is around here yeah. um, but like i do certain tasks so like monday is floors tuesday is bathrooms yeah. um wednesday and it's like it's i have to give up on the idea of my house ever all of it being clean at the same time <laughs> and you know tidiness and cleanliness is important to me but i just have to lower my expectations yeah. i have high standards but i can adjust my expectations mm -hmm. to be a little more realistic yeah mm. what falls through the cracks because of everything that happens on a daily basis what area are you slacking in um i think this this is like I think like letting things fall through the cracks sometimes can actually be like kind of a healthy thing. Yeah. I'm not saying like always, and I'm not saying like the important things, but like sometimes just saying, you know what, like I'm going to, I'm going to watch a show with my husband instead of putting that load of laundry away Yeah, and choosing to just like let that fall through the cracks um, is a really good thing. I think personally right now for me, um, like my kids' rooms and my kids' laundry. That's where I'm yeah. slacking because it's been so dang nice outside yeah. and we are so ready for spring that yeah. we've been like getting our garden beds ready and like cleaning our patio. So again, yeah. we're, 
we're taking time away from the things we normally do on a daily basis all winter long yeah. to give it to something else. And so, you know, when we take the time away, it makes a crack and we're like, you know, we can clean the bedroom on the weekend. We can put away the mm -hmm. laundry next, you know, tomorrow. Yeah. And not to tomorrow it forever, but you gotta, yeah. you, just, you have to prioritize. Yeah. And I'm making a lot more memories with my kids with dirty fingernails in the backyard mm -hmm. than I am with helping them put their clothes away. Yeah. Mm. Do you find yourself overcompensating in any way for any reason? Um, I think that um, the perception or the like, yeah, perception that we talked about earlier on of, mm -hmm. you know, all moms are superheroes. Yeah. Um, that combined with my personality type, yeah. I think it's really easy for me to put a very high um, expectation on myself, um, yeah. especially like when I'm having like other moms over or like other friends, doesn't even have to mm -hmm. be a mom or just people in general around my house or my kids. Um, I feel like that is the easiest place for me to overcompensate and try to project things to be a certain mm -hmm. way. Yeah. Um, and having a third baby honestly has really helped me chill that down because, yeah. um, I'm just like, you know, we all need help. <laughs> we all yeah. like not for me. Like I definitely overcompensate by trying to project that everything is terrific. That we have it all together, which, which the reason that I do that, and this has taken a lot of processing, but like the yeah. reason that I do that and the reason that I tend to project that way is because I hear it so often. I hear, you know, people, and this isn't discrediting the way that I mom or the way that I am towards my kids or my patients or anything, but, you know, people so, so, so often are like, you are the best mom. Like, you're so patient. Like, you're so this or you're so, and, mm -hmm. and I'm like, thank you. Like, I genuinely thank you. I need to hear that. Um, but also, like, you don't, you don't see me every day. And you yeah. don't know, you know, you don't yeah. know, like, how hard I am fighting to be as patient as I'm being right now. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, the overcompensation bit of it is, is definitely, like, just projecting that, like, it's daisies and roses all the time. And it's not. It's four and two and three months. And there's stuff. <laughs> you know, it's not perfect. So... Yep. What do you do on the days you want to quit? <laughs> pray. <laughs> no, mm -hmm. um, that's, that's the truth. Pray. But yeah. also, you know, that, that's not like Jesus can do anything. I fully believe that. And he, the biggest thing for me, the days that I feel like I want to quit are the days that I am having a really hard time turning my, my own attitude around Mm. Um, and feeling like just like uh, the best way I can describe it is like drudgery. I'm just feeling mm -hmm. like, like I'm just doing, doing the dig and doing the yeah. dig and at my kids attitudes aren't great. And that's a correlation because mine's not great. And mm. so those are the days that really like, really, you know, raise that up in me of like, wow, am I messing these people up? And when I, when I feel that way, we do three things in my house. Um, yeah. the, the first thing that we do is we turn on a playlist, a worship playlist on the TV, very mm -hmm. loud. Um, mm -hmm. And so we just like fill our house with the presence of God. And my kids can be like doing their own thing. And they're like, they know, they hear it come on. And they're like, are we worshiping? And I'm like, mama is <laughs> like, mama needs some time. You know, and so they'll come up and they'll join me sometimes or they'll just ignore me and be like, I don't want to listen to this. I'm like, didn't ask, did not ask. And so um, just really like getting like, not like you can get more of God. You know, yeah. I don't think that's yeah. correct, but like just pausing for a second to like lean into his presence. Yeah. Um, and for me, that's just like filling my house with worship music. Um, and then the other two are kind of silly <laughs> but um when like attitudes around my house are not good and it's like yeah. making us all feel like a little bit like oh this is 
this is hard and we're in yeah. a hard minute. We do two things and they're, they're totally silly. So judge away. But the first one is we freestyle rap. <laughs> so I'll just ask Silas. I'm like, whoa, do you need, do you need a rap right now? Do you need freestyle rap? Like what is going on? And he will say like, no, I don't need to. I'm like, do you need mama too? Like, do you need me to? And he's like, yeah. And so I'll just like, literally, I sound so ridiculous just making up rhyming sentences oh, in kind amazing. of a funny way to get my kid to laugh. And that like resets us all. Cause it's so like, it's so silly. And then the other one equally as silly. Um, we just have, we just, we call it getting weird and we just have like these no music dance parties <laughs> and we just like start like busting our weirdest moves to no whatsoever. Like if the kids are like fighting over something and I'm like, well, I, I think we need to get weird. I'm pretty sure. And if they're like, no, and they're upset about it, I'll just start doing it. And I just start dancing like a total weirdo. Um, and so I'm sure my kids, when they grow up, will be like, my mom was pretty strange, but they'll remember and it will. So those are the, the three things that I do when I feel like I want to quit or I want to like leave my house <laughs> when my children are there. So we just get weird and we laugh and it's, it's good for our, good for our souls. Yeah. Who has helped support you through your journey as a mother? Um, you know, they Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. There's like a, a small bouquet of people that I can think of on this one. Yeah. Um, and some like very, very close and some yeah. are like further, but just like a, like a real like steadfast person who's mm -hmm. praying for my family. Um, and so there's a handful, but um, my grandma who is the best, my kids call her nanny. Yeah. Um, and she was my nanny. That's what we called her growing up. She lives one mile from us because the oh, Lord wow. has greatly blessed us when we bought our house. It's a mile away from nanny yeah. and papa. Um, and so nanny just like physically her support in parenting yeah. of like, she asks to take my kids overnight. Yeah. Like just yesterday, yeah. she was like, can I come pick up my Silas and have him have a sleepover? And I'm like, yep, you can. <laughs> like, and it's just so she she's a, a huge one um, of just feeling like so supported by her. And I know she would, you know, take my kids anytime. Mm -hmm. And you know, she's she's not she's not young, and she just yeah. is so spry and loves them, and they yeah. keep her young, and she knows that. Um, <laughs> and then my own mom, you know, <laughs> when I have hard hard momming days or days that I'm like, oh, I just hope I'm not messing these kids up. You know, yeah. um, she, she's someone that I, I turn or like, Ooh, I don't know what I'm doing. And she's like, I didn't either, you know, but God yeah. and you guys turned out. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, pretty sure we turned out better than okay, but that's fine. I'll accept. Okay. Um, and then I have a sweet friend in Arizona um, and she is old enough to be my mom but I served yeah. in kids ministry with her her and her husband um their names are Steve and Ruth we call them Grandpa Steve and Grandma Ruth um yeah. and they are just they're the type of people who no matter how up-to-date they are on your family or your life yeah. you know that they're praying for you mm -hmm. and we know they're in our corner we know that we could call them then them if we ever needed them mm -hmm. um and she just is such a sweet friend that um text me you know and just like encouraging things and like I know that she has walked the mom journey and you know has felt mm -hmm. the same things that I've felt um and then the other person that like really comes to mind um is Rayanne and she yeah. my husband sort of adopted Rayanne and Kurt when we moved here 
um, he was like, you are now my mom and this <laughs> is my dad. And so they have like really stepped into that role like so yeah. graciously. So my kids call them Grandpa Kurt and Grandma Ann. Um, my kids are richly, richly blessed in the amount mm -hmm. of like grandpas and grandmas they have that are yeah. not actually their grandpa and grandma. Yeah. Um, and so just the support of like knowing that those people are in our corner or in mm -hmm. my corner excited for what we're excited for you know with us when it's rough yeah um and then you know i have a small and growing i'm working on growing this group of mom friends who have similar yeah. aged kids who have you know maybe some older kids than my yeah. oldest um just to have like that solidarity group yeah. <laughs> it's like um Hadley peed on the floor today and it was like the <laughs> straw that broke the camel's back for me and someone just to yeah. say not to say oh have you tried this or have you done this to just say like solidarity sister like yeah. it is rough and there is yeah. stuff everywhere yeah. you know so that is a huge you know I think yeah. that group right now is it's it's probably three or four um yeah. moms from you know one of them lives in Arizona that I kind of grew up with we kind of yeah. grew into momming together from oh, wow. a distance um yeah. we have kids similar ages but we we stay in contact pretty often and yeah. um it's it's just so important then two others from church that yeah. you know we have similar age kids we talk you know several times a week just about the normal stuff that is hard and so yeah. um it's it is hard to find the support though and mm -hmm. and to choose it too because mm -hmm. as a mom you know again it's like oh i'm meant to do this right so this yeah. should not be this hard um and to choose to say you know what it is though and it's okay it's okay yeah. that it's this hard and to have people come around so that's my group what's one thing you were told by your mother that you use often um so I'm sure my mom had more like sayings or things than this, yeah. but the one, and it, it's not like super deep, um, yeah. but the one that sticks with me is something that her grandma told her. And it was when she would like clean her house. Yeah. She'd always, she would, when she got done, she'd always say, well, it's not clean, but it's tidied up a bit. And <laughs> it's like, it's so funny. I know, but I use it all the time and it helps me just accept where things are at mm. and it just it helps me say yeah. you know what it's not clean it's not perfect it's not what yeah. i would have done had you know had i had infinite time and nobody asking yeah. me for snacks it's not what i would have done then mm. it's not perfect but it's tidied up a bit and like it's it's not like to accept mediocrity but to yeah. say it it's it's going to work it's going to be fine so my mom used to say it all the time and I say it several times a day. It ain't clean, but it's tidied up a bit. Mm. What is one thing you wish you were told by your mother? Um, I think that I wish my mom would have expressed to me like in an age appropriate way, like how um, hard, like, yeah marriage and mm. parenting at the same time can Ooh. be and and mm. parenting with someone who is not you because yeah. my husband doesn't parent in the exact same way i do yeah. and that is really hard for me yeah. sometimes because i'm like i want to fix it i want to like i want to help him parent the way that i would do it and that is not that is not good <laughs> you know that that can be really undermining yeah. and i know that my parents didn't see eye to eye i know that now especially yeah. with the way that they you know um raised us yeah. on on certain things and i just wish that you know maybe when i was like 18 and 19 and like yeah. thinking about you know marrying this guy that i'm yeah. married to um she <laughs> And not that it would have changed anything, but um, she would have said, you know, it's it's like it's pretty hard, like to really get on the same page with somebody about 
raising a person that you created together. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, I kind of wish that um, there was just mm -hmm. more transparency in that from mm -hmm. her, but yeah, you live and you learn. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. What is one thing you want to tell other mothers? That it is okay to question if you're messing up your kids mm -hmm. and it is okay to feel like you need a break. Yeah. Um, I think that there's like this lie that we believe as moms that like we can't love our kids the way that we know that we do and simultaneously feel like we need a break sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, because it's like, if you need a, like, why would you need a break from someone you love so much? Mm. Well, yeah. that's a lie. <laughs> like, I just mm -hmm. really believe that like, it's okay to need a break. And like, as long as what you're doing like in that break is refueling you to be excited about mothering and about raising those kids up and not like, so that the next time you go back to mothering, all you're looking forward to is the next break. Yeah. Cause that, you know, that's, that's backwards. Yeah. It should be that you are like being refreshed in the Lord and taking that time to rest so that you are like, Oh man, I made some cool people and I am excited yeah. to like figure out them and like learn more about them and yeah. raise them up in the way that they should go. But just knowing that like you can love them as much as you do and you can also ask for help and need a break. What do you tell your kids often? Um, I tell them all the time how much I love them. Um, I also tell them as often as I can. And this is a lot of times when I'm driving and stuff, but yeah. um, just when they're like, just kind of hanging out, um, I just tell them, you know, like if I'm talking to my son, I'll say, Silas, you are such a special boy. And mm -hmm. I am so thankful that God made me your mom. And mm -hmm. I just tell them that as often as I can, because it's so true. And it reminds me of like the gift that each of them are to me. Yeah. What do you think needs to be talked about more as it pertains to motherhood? Um, kind of, you know, my, my answer to the other one of what I would tell other moms um, is just like what we're doing is, is so important. And yeah. what we're doing is, um, you know, the, the people that I'm raising right now, in you know 20 years yeah. are going to be making decisions for our country yeah and they're going to be making decisions for future generations yeah. and they're going to be you know um teaching and they're going to be they're going to be doing all the things that we're like we wish were different right now yeah for ourselves um and so it is so important what you're doing um, but also like just trust that the Lord is going before you and yeah. trust that he knows what's best for your family. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you are just trusting, trusting the Lord and choosing to stay, you know, in the vine, choosing to stay in the yeah. source, um, the rest of it is going to fall into place even on the hard days and yeah. um you know all of that to say the other thing would be don't like take motherhood seriously because it's a serious mm -hmm. job mm -hmm. but don't take yeah. yourself too seriously yeah. don't be so serious about things that you you miss the joy mm -hmm. of motherhood yeah mm. do you think there's a lack of mothers and why um i think Personally, you know, I have so many women in my life that are mothering types, yeah. you know, people who have um, really invested in me in a certain mm -hmm. type of way. Even though I have a great mom, I have other women who are doing the same. Yeah. Um, 
I I don't necessarily know if I begin. Um, I don't necessarily know if I would say I would think there's a lack of mothers. Um, yeah. I would say I think there's a um, a lack of people trying to find someone to fill that. So you know, mm. if, if you don't have a good relationship with your mom or your, maybe your mom has passed away or, you know, whatever the situation is, like, I really, you know, maybe this is just like the church I'm in and the yeah. people I'm around, but I really believe that there are other women who are, you know, qualified, able, yeah. and, and maybe even called. You don't know until you ask. Yeah. Called to like step into that role in yeah. your life, you know, yeah. if you're missing that. And so, um, I think that that's part of it is like our, you know, my generation's like, we can do it our own self mentality and we don't need anybody, and, you know, especially women. I think that like, that's, you know, when I was 18 I was like I don't need anybody I don't need help and it's like no you do you need yeah. women in your life who love yeah, the Lord and trust him and follow him yeah. um, and so like I wasn't willing to pursue it for a season in my life and so I feel like that is probably where the lack is I don't think there's a lack of people willing to be that to people yeah. if that makes sense what is your hope for your future as a mother and what is your hope for your kids um, well, my future as a mother, I just, I hope that, um, you know, as my kids get older, um, yeah. they can remember like the fun and yeah. also just, you know, the things we talked about earlier on the things that we want our kids to know without telling them. Yeah. Um, I just I really hope um, that they can continue to see that in me and continue to um, like recognize it, you know, cause they, they see, you know, lots of people, you know, around our table and different faces and things like that. So they see us loving big, but they don't have words for it yet. Mm -hmm. So I hope yeah. that, that as, as I continue to raise them, um, in you know in our house that i am i continue and grow in being able to um steward that well and steward yeah. what, like god has for our family well yeah um and so i also hope for myself as a mom to be able to continue to grow like my circle of other moms mm, yeah. um, you know i i really believe that like you are anointed for the season that you're in. Yeah. And um, so like, like you're, you're either, you're either preparing for the anointing or you're, you're anointed for where you're at. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Preparing for his anointing as King the whole time he was a shepherd. And yeah. so we're either like in the process yeah. or like we're there. And so um, I really just think there are other moms and families who, who need us and we need them. Um, and so my hope is that we continue to trust God to, you know, speak to us and guide yeah. us in, in what that looks like and what those relationships look like and friendships look like. Um, and just really being, continuing to and and choosing to be more authentic and open with more moms who are in my life um, what is oh no that was that was it what is something you have to say to this generation of women and mothers um this generation of mothers who are currently or going to be mothers like like about to be mothers yeah. Um, you know, I would just reiterate that, um, this is a really important job and that you have what it takes. And the fact that you wonder if you're messing your kid up probably means that you're already doing a better job, not messing them up than you think. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. 
and you know this generation of women that are not yet mothers or maybe don't have that desire but um this generation of women i would just say find yourself a mama and i don't yeah. just mean like if you maybe you have a great relationship with your mom maybe she loves the lord that's awesome but like you can never have too many like mamas praying nope, you <laughs> and you know standing in your corner digging the trenches like yeah. just and and that's the thing is like they're not going to come to you and say can i just like mentor you and like like pour into you maybe not that the lord yeah. couldn't do that not that the lord couldn't speak to someone to do that but like seek it out and yeah, and definitely. find it find yourself someone that you can text and be like man this is hard <laughs> and like they can yeah. be like been there solidarity here's the scripture I'm praying over you. Here's what I believe for this situation for you. Like yeah. find yourself a mama. And then last question, what is something you have to say to this generation of men and fathers? Um, similar, you know, I think that um, for dads and like your role as a dad is it is so much more important than you think. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that a lot of dads shortchange themselves yeah. um, and kind of, kind of shy away from the, the weightiness of the, yeah. the gift that it is to be a father and sh help shape this generation, yeah. you know, and just the, the, the way our world is and the, obviously this is all changing as we speak but the way our world is you know there are men in power there are men you know yeah. in government and obviously there are women too but like when you think of like the presidents and like yeah. these yeah. these great televangelists and pastors that you yeah. think of you think yeah. of men and yeah. so when our kids are thinking of the people that can like in enact change in their world they're yeah. thinking of their dads yeah and that is such a huge like it it's huge yeah um and so to to dads i would say like like step into it you know and give it to god and step into it because it's so important um and i think to men in general maybe like men that are not not yet dads you know that would be my same thing as find yourself a, a mentor that um you know is a couple years maybe even a couple you know decades ahead of you in their walk with jesus and take them to coffee and ask them how how they do it and how it's working and you yeah. know how they've done it for 20 years how have they loved the lord and been faithful to their wife and raised their kids up for the last 20 years like teach me you know and be willing to be taught um huge too so yeah i just think that our generation is so there's just something missing um when we you know when we get too stuck on doing it ourselves yeah like, like there's a reason that like it it's generational you know um the way that you should go is generational and um there's no reason to like try to forge it when there's people around us who have been doing it and have done it and have, you know, loved yeah. the Lord and um, mm. just done it for so long and so well, you know, they have a wealth of wisdom yeah. that you're <laughs> never going to find in a book. <laughs> so good. So good. Well, pioneers and beautiful people, with that, that concludes the end of this episode. This season is almost to an end. We have a few more ladies and we will wrap it up. So with that, guys, I really hope that you have taken something away from this episode. Please like, follow, share, go to the website, go to the Patreon. And guys, don't be afraid to interact with the questions and the polls on Spotify. With that, you guys have a wonderful, amazing week. Go out and change the world, change your community and change your life. Bye, guys.